Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. And with me once again is Colin Mitchell. How you doing, Colin? I'm doing I'm doing good. We're twinning today, Bruni. Can you not lead the podcast off with what we are wearing, okay? Colin walks up and he's wearing the same color shirt as me. And I just don't I don't appreciate <laughs> I it. I had Colin. to bring that up because he's like paranoid about it. Yeah. He doesn't want to be seen. Thankfully but... we're in this little box of a room where nobody can see us. And by the time we finish this, everybody it'll be dark outside. Nobody will care. But that's 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 why. All right. We're not twinning. Okay. I'm going to put a jacket on just so you're not winning. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, but yeah, Colin, this is this is our last bo- basketball podcast. So it's only fitting that we were twinning. No, Colin. Can't we, we're done with this. We're done twinning. We're done saying we're twinning. Okay? We're done. North Texas is done with their season. Um, they lost in the second round of the Conference USA tournament to Western Kentucky, 67-51, after beating FIU, 71-57. Those are all the basics, Colin. Uh, North Texas ended the season losers of eight of their last nine. Ended the season twenty-one and twelve overall, eight and ten in conference play. The same record that they had last two seasons ago, I guess. I guess last season. Yeah. I don't know how you refer to it at this point, but yeah, it's all over. And now, oh, also North Texas is not going to the CBI, not going to the CIT, not going to the, especially not going to the NIT. And as we know, they're not going to the NCAA. Thank you for that clarification. So, um, <laughs> yeah, for anybody who's wondering about that, no, they're not going to any of these tournaments. They're too banged up. Uh, it costs money, and you can't go to these tournaments every single year. Sorry to burst some people's bubble. You can't just you can't just not go sure to these bubbles was bursted. Some people wanted to go to the CBI again. But I don't, have, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you saw this bracket or not, yeah. but I don't I, know if you'd want to go to the CBI. I don't know if you want to go against that West Virginia. That might be an easy first-round exit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you want to play West Virginia this year. It might be a little different than playing whoever the hell they played last year. South Dakota? South North Dakota. South Dakota? Yeah. Might be a little bit different. Just just a tad. Um, but, yeah, so it's all over. Uh, let's briefly go over what we saw in the tournament because, I mean, well, you were there all four days. I watched as much as I could. Uh, Conference USA is a fun league, and we're glad that it's in Frisco. Yeah, because you know, get to get to watch it, get to cover it um, in person. Because otherwise, we would not. But North Texas specifically entered as the ten seed, played FIU for a third time, and actually played really well. Yeah, third time's a charm, right? Right. Yeah. We can say that North Texas played yeah. well there. Seventy-one fifty-seven. It was a game where North Texas broke their press pretty easily mm-hmm. ryan woolridge was tremendous zach simmons was tremendous uh mo was was his seven threes yeah everything broke right for this team uh yeah. mike they, was able to play mike was able to play i mean they gutted out this win and they did it without really having rose's help i think rose hit two threes yeah something like that something like and that. we said before that rose was gonna have to go off for them to make a run and i mean i guess winning a game is not a run in my book, at least. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Especially a team that was 8-3 and three at some point this uh, conference season. But regardless, they won the game. It was a really fun game. Uh, there was an 80-foot shot there. It was super fun. If you follow us on Twitter, you you saw our uh, post-game uh, Twitter breakdown. Uh, thanks for y'all's support on that, by the way. That needs to be mentioned. Uh, we've never said that on this pod, but the, the post-game Twitter stuff is always fun for us to do. So thanks for y'all's Very engagement. Very heartfelt, Mooney. Yeah. Hey, man, it's our last basketball <laughs> pod. I got to get everything out here. But, all right, let's go to the Western game, though, briefly. It went about exactly how I expected it to go. Yeah. I mean, Charles Bassey, Tavion Hollingsworth, Josh Anderson, Lamont Bearden, Jared Savage. What all good names. Them. They have great they- names. <laughs> I- like, you just <laughs> – I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I just went off on a tangent right there. But, like, you were naming those off, and those sound like – those sound like some players. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, better names than, like, uh, Zachary Simmons. Listen, it, North Texas has two Simmons on their team. That's already an issue. Jemiah Simmons. <laughs> they have two Simmons. They need to just cut one of them off or just, sit, like, make just them Just play Sims. Mark, and then we can instantly Mark be t- better because he's taking that. Go. Yeah. Or, uh, okay, I don't know about that. North Texas has some pretty good names. Roosevelt Smart. That's good, Rose. That's a good name. I like that. Ryan Woolridge is Ryan Woolridge is a good name. Yeah. After that, I think it falls off. Mike Miller. Eh. It's very average. Uh, Jordan Duffy's not bad, but... No, I like Duff as a nickname. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, who else? Emoja Gibson's not bad at all either. So, Mo, I mean, you get yeah. into the okay, names. Okay. It's not yeah. that bad. Uh, but, yeah, reading off 
Western Kentucky's names, I think it's more of like you know how good they are, and it's like wow, Tavion Hollingsworth. That's a really cool Jared name. Jared Savage. Jared Sa- Charles Bassey. All right, anyways, uh, <laughs> that team came out, um, locked up North Texas, held them to 15, 16 points in the first half, um, basically did whatever they wanted on the offensive side of the ball, and then Charles Bassey, I think, had four blocks. Um, North Texas – so Zach Simmons was pretty much – I don't want to say useless. He, he was, was a non-factor in the He WKU had 13 game. boards, though. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but – no, when I hit the applause button. <laughs> no, there's no applause button. There's no. Oh yeah, we don't have buttons. Um. So yeah, Zach Simmons struggled. I mean, Mo definitely struggled. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I noticed, man. If Mo could just hit a, cu- a couple more threes, I think he only had like two. I want to say there was a lot of wide open misses. Yeah, and that's what um that's what we've seen from this team a lot over the last nine games. Yeah. So that wasn't it wasn't shocking to me. It was kind of like the FIU game was the outlier, and the def- WKU game was coming back to life. So, yeah. like, the FIU game was kind of just like, all right, we're not losing this team three times, first of all. I feel like I feel like the FIU game was, like, the last hurrah. Like, it, it was <laughs> like, it was like, it was like a player going toward the end of his prime. It was and like, like the right, Alamo. And right before he retires, he, like, goes off. Like, this is, it's like the North Texas we used to know. It's like Dwayne Wade. They, like, came in and one were last, like, one last, yeah, uh, one, la- one, one last la- dance. One last or dance. Or whatever. Is that what it is? I don't I remember. think so. Uh, yeah, that's what that was. FIU, you know, playing at home, playing a team you've already lost twice to. You just you have to win something. At some point, yeah. you have to play well enough to win. So they won that game. West Kentucky was coming back down to earth, and Tavion Hollingsworth wasn't having any of it. He was really good. I think 23 points on a really good shooting night, over 50%. So was we, we asked ourselves, or you asked me actually, after the mm-hmm. FIU game and said, well, is this season season a success now? And I was like, no. And you said, well, what if they beat Western? Then I said, yes. Because if they beat Western, I think they could have beat Southern Miss, but that's neither here nor there. But if they beat Western today, I do think so. Yeah. Am I wrong for saying that? No, I think so. I mean, it was like, I guess maybe if preseason, if you were, or I guess midseason when they had the 8-3 and three conference record, if you were like, I say if you didn't, if they didn't get the semifinals, then it was like not a success. Oh, of course. Yeah. I still think if they don't make the semifinals with this team, yeah. with the start they had, I feel. But I feel like if you beat WKU, a... then it's like, yeah, it's like you beat WKU, yeah. you can lose now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Um, I not sure how this team is going to be received historically, at least in recent history. College basketball, North Texas isn't a big enough school to be like, like for instance, Syracuse. Look back at like. Carmelo's 2001 team and be like, oh, I remember that team, or look back. What you mean at, for like North Texas fans? Yeah, for like North Texas fans, they'll look back on this team as the best team uh, since Johnny Jones, which is not that long ago. You can even say like last year's team. Seven years ago, no, this team is better than last year's team. I'm sticking with that 100. percent This team healthy is better than last. Okay, year's healthy, team. yeah, but this team's not healthy. Well, are we talking about the beat up team that barely, like, barely? got through the end of the season what do you remember you don't remember the good parts oh of course not but hell for football i don't remember the good parts either really <laughs> i mean yes that's fair it's you're always gonna remember the bad as i mean as a spectator but i i do think this team is better than last year's team i think that mo gibson alone i think makes the team better than last year's team i think his shooting yeah, is that's fair tremendous um it would be it would be an interesting thought exercise to go through last year's team versus this year's team just because rose last year is Imagine like Rose and Mo completely going like, back and right? forth. Like neither one could guard either one. They would just keep shooting <laughs> on each other. <laughs> Eventually, you'd, then um, you'd have this year's Rose sitting so in the corner. Actually, they would both be guarding Ryan, and Ryan would be guarding both of them. But that's regardless. That's a fun thought exercise. Um, that's for the summer when we're bored. All right. When we're um, bored. But yeah, the tournament run was was cool because it was in Frisco, and you know you got some fans there. I feel bad for the fans I went to for the Western game. That game was such a So fest. the FIU game was such a good, like, it was good feeling. After North Texas won, it was like, yeah, they won. But, I mean, in the back of everyone's mind, it was like, this team's not going to be able to come back tomorrow and win or even Up have a chance. On a back-to-back. Yeah, on a back-to-back with Mike playing with a fractured foot, Ryan not starting. I mean, everyone's limited. Rose is just not Rose. Yeah. And then just WKU game, so many missed like opportunities, and it just felt very sad. Like it was like, 
this is the end. Like the realization, I feel. I feel like it came full Bro. circle where it was like this team is actually not gonna do anything <laughs> no, because the like, expectations were so high. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> when Ryan is just limping the entire game, you're just like, oh my. When God. Mike comes out of the game, wears crutches on the bench with his foot and ice, and he's like out. hugging, hugging Tope. Yeah, it was just a, it was somber. I mean, we put it in our whatever yeah uh, somber turning run. Yeah, it was just somber as hell. So, yeah, let's 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 think about the good times though, Colin. Right? Okay, let's let's um, go with the good times. For I I I'm gonna start laying out the podcast more. I feel like that's a good thing to do. So we're gonna go through the superlatives. Then we're gonna look back on my scouting report from the preseason because I don't know if y'all remember, but I do a scouting report every or, um, on every single player before the season. Yeah. Not including John. I, I didn't do one on John. I thought you used to did. No, I did not. I'm almost positive I did I know not. you did it because I remember what you said. On, I, I didn't publish it on 24-7 then. No, you did okay. not publish it on 24-7. Okay, but anyways, I probably did it. Um, so yeah, we're going to look back on my scouting report and look where I was right, where I was wrong. We're going to look back on... Then we're going to look at improvements for this team to make. We're going to answer your questions. But first, we're going to go on to the superlatives, calling the happy side, I guess, of it. We well, there's applauding. one not good one, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, there are. All right, let's – These I, aren't as hard as last year's, I think. Because last year, yeah. remember, we were debating, like, oh, Ryan, Rose, Zach, you know. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty clear This cut, one's pretty which clear. Which is why I didn't write anything down. Yeah. MVP. <laughs> uh, we're going to start with the big boy. Um, is there anybody besides Ryan Woolridge? No. That, that, All right. That's here's it. A better period. Thought no period. <laughs> Um, Ryan Woolridge, all right, let's first just go over why he's the MVP. Um, best defensive player on this team, not to give away our second award, but best on-ball defender. He single-handedly dictates the pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, his high pick-and-roll is a big staple of what this offense does. Without him, Mo can't run at the same, Duff can't run at the same. His value on both sides of the ball is unparalleled for this team. And um, if he stays healthy, the season goes a lot differently. So... That's why he's he's the MVP to me. Any any contrasting or or any different reasons? No, no? he's just the motor. I mean, oh yeah. If without him, it's it's just we saw what happens. It falls apart. Yeah. Um. All right. Here's a better exercise. Who's second in MVP? That is interesting because when you said that, I kind of think of. I mean, it's got to be Mo in my opinion. Because without no. you don't think so. No, it's Zach. You don't. Think it's got to so? be Zach. You think it's Zach? It's got to be Zach. Better. I mean, Zach is a, was a monster defensively, especially in their non-conference schedule. He was a monster defensively. Uh, got off to a great start of the season. Wasn't great to close it, but it still showed what he can do in the conference tournament. I think his against FIU he was really good. Sides. But I, I feel like I feel like this team has has you have to have outside scoring for Zach to be effective, and we saw that whenever they kept missing shots and when he was struggling. I. I I think it's a good argument. I I think I think Mo is really close to Zach. I just I just don't know. I'd rather take because I feel like I feel like Mo build this team out mm-hmm. whenever they needed like a three. Yes, it's true. He was great. Yeah, he was fantastic. And, and he wasn't able to be the Rose of last year, where he was able to kind of carry a team to a win. But he he made games competitive when they shouldn't have been. He did. He did. Um, I don't have a problem with that one at all. I, I'll take Zach as the second uh, most valuable player, though. So, um, Let's get to the next one, Defensive Player of the Year. Colin, uh, I think it's either Ryan or Zach. Well, I can't not say Ryan because I put him in, in my conference Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, you had him the Defensive Player of the so Year for the entire conference. I need, to, uh, I need to walk that back, but that's okay. But, no, yeah, he's definitely my Defensive Player of the Year for this team. Uh, like you said, he, he, dict- he dictates dictated what happened on both sides of the ball you look like he's laughing at me now. <laughs> he's laughing at me now um but he did he dictates god i can't stop say saying it. it i gotta stop saying it <laughs> i don't even know what other word to use <laughs> he ran the offense i don't know but i'm sorry i'm trying to say defensively <laughs> so i god okay anyways he was the reason that this team was so good <laughs> defensively in my opinion zach was obviously a big part of that but i feel like ryan it started with ryan mm-hmm. um and we just saw that with his hustle and his ability to guard the ball so yeah uh ryan Ward is the player defense player of the year um all honestly you could just say because of what he did to john elmore that one game that was hilarious so yeah i mean that was tremendous john elmore was in his pocket <laughs> yeah the poor guy sad um uh, so yeah ryan Ward's defense player of the year um most improved player, Colin. You went back on for you went back and forth on this here. Yeah, so 
Initially, I'm, I'm trying to think. Initially, you had uh, I Zach? Said, I said the only person I could say off the top of my head was Zach, just mm-hmm. because it was like, who else really could you yeah. say improve? But then thinking about it, I want to say Ryan. And is that is I don't know if that's a stretch for me to say, but I feel like Ryan improved his... He did improve. No I, doubt he, he improved. Yeah, I know he improved, but I feel like it wasn't as noticeable as certain things for other players might have been. Like, if so we, who are you we, picking for this award? I, I think I'm going to go with Ryan because okay. uh, Zach had that fall off in the second yes, half of the season, did. so I don't really feel like it's fair to say mm-hmm. he's the most improved player. But I want to say Ryan just because he kind of took his game to another level where he was... Instead of just being the point guard for this team, he was the he became the leader. He became the catalyst for everything. I they think did. he was the leading scorer for the season, was he not? And he was no, uh, Mo was. Oh, close. He was close. Um, but with that being said, I just feel like he, he. I mean, he took that step up as a yeah. as a leader for this team. So I I, I, I want to say Ryan. Okay, um, I'm gonna say this name, and I think you forgot about him, uh, Michael Miller. Oh my goodness! Michael Miller was literally unplayable. How did I forget that? Year. I don't know. How did I forget? I don't know. That? You have the entire roster in front of you. That is all. You know, this man is just Michael. dogging me right now. <laughs> Mike Miller, literally That's such an easy pick. could not did, play last year. How did year. I not pick I don't that? Know. Oh I my don't goodness. Know. Okay. Anyways, continue. So, anyways, yeah, Mike Miller could not play last year. He um, shot with the wrong hand. Even if you include a CBI run, he was not near the defender that he is now. He's no. not the rebounder he is now. He's not the ball handler he is now. Not the leader he is now. Uh, yeah, Mike Miller across the board got better from last year. So, And he was probably one of the top three, four players on this team. So he was really good. Man, Mike I can't for MVP, second second on the MVP vote is an interesting argument. I could make an argument for Mike like, Miller being the second like, most valuable like player on this team. Yeah, no, I feel like that's interesting because it was just kind of like, I feel like every time uh, the team couldn't get something going, they just kind of hand it to Mike and he'd just, just go to the basket. Yeah, he'd just go to the basket every time. And yeah. those, gave three, I'm, those three, I have no problem with arranging with. Um, That's interesting. I can't players. believe I didn't pick him from most yeah, I, I just forgot his name. I thought you were going to say him once you changed from Zach. But That's awful of me. Fired. All right. That's um, why I'm not a co-host. <laughs> That's exactly why. <laughs> All right, Colin. Um, what's next? Do you want to do, do best moment or do you want to do most disappointing? Uh, let's do let's do best moment. All right, let's do best moment. We, we, you gotta start with the good and with the bad, kind of like this season. Colin, <laughs> what was what was the best moment of this season, Colin? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm it was honestly, to remember. honestly. Okay, I said it before the best win this season. But we're not doing best win. We're no, 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 we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not. I'm saying the best win this season. Like it can't be a win because our best, the North Texas best win was against Southern Miss at home or Louisiana Tech mm-hmm. at home. Like one of the first three games of the the conference season, it was one of those wins. Um, or the FIU win in the tournament. Best moment for me, and I say this with a lot of sadness, is when Rose hit those three threes in a row. <laughs> it gets Marshall. Because that, that, that game, was a great feeling. because that game, that it was, was like great whenever Ryan was just you know dogging John Elmore, and then Rose hit those three threes and got hype. I was like, this is it. Rose is back. I I really thought that was it. And and we we obviously know where that went, but. Oh my yeah, gosh. no, that had to have been the best moment. Look, like, the- <laughs> like best single moment in a game, that was it. Rose hitting those three threes in a <laughs> row from the top of the key, just oh, just straight down, okay. beginning at the shot clock, three, three. Yep, that's it. All right, your turn. You can't top it, so you might as well just pick the same. There's one. no, there's there's two of them that I think I could that would be really close if they would have. Okay, here's my first. New Mexico win. If we were there, would have. If it was at home, it would have been. Why you? You can't say a win. Yeah, it's a moment. I'm saying the New Mexico win was pretty big. I forgot about that one. Shout out that one. Um, and then secondly, if DJ would have made the dunk, that would have been the moment. Oh, of the season. that would have been, been the moment. <laughs> that was almost a moment. That just was, the fact that, that he went for it. It was. I. It, it was a moment. Still, it was a moment. It was unbelievable because I was sitting on the baseline. And I just was like, so every time I take photos, I look through, I just look through the camera the whole time. But whenever he drove, I was like, what is he doing? I like lowered my camera and just kind of looked up in awe. That man just cocked it back. Like, oh my God. All right. Best win. Our best, best moment. I got the best moment. Best moment was coming back down from 16 down to Rice with like four minutes left. That's the best moment. No, it's definitely roasting those three threes in a row. (laughs) So that was a good moment. Um, Speaking of Rose. Yeah. Speaking of Rose. um, I have a clip I want to play actually. Yeah, so preseason, Bernie and I picked our mis- most disappointing players. Our candidates for most. Our of, candidates. Like who we thought could possibly be the most disappointing players. And we didn't listen to this until today. Yeah, today. And it was sadly too accurate because 
Are you ready? Yeah. This is this is for everybody. You want to play it through here? Yeah. All right. And I just don't want to see Rose fall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Because uh, obviously Rose is a lot better than Decky Johnson. Oh, God. Yes. I mean, I mean, oh. floors and floors and floors above him. Oh, my God. But this the drop-off from Decky's junior year to his senior year was so bad. And I, it's probably because, obviously, coaching and everything. But I just don't want to see Rose fall on his face like that. But that's that's that was just one. And oh my one. god! So um, I'm gonna have to say that Rose had the drop off that Decky Johnson had <laughs> from his from his sophomore to his junior season. Oh, hopefully my this god. does not stay true. That for was his from senior before season. the. That was six months ago, dude. That was after Rose had like a six of thirteen, six of eleven game against TCU. Like that was after Rose had looked fine. Like we had no reason for yeah, there to was, expect there was, Rose was yeah, gonna be bad. It just it was just a gut feeling. And then Colin comes out and says that he doesn't want him to be Decky Johnson 2.0. And then what happened? He became Decky ex- Johnson 2.0. That's exactly what happened. And it was it was awful. Oh my god. So I mean, uh, yeah. There's a we have a tab on here for most disappointing. Um, there's only one name here. Uh, we can't really sugarcoat this, but Rose was definitely the most disappointing. Uh, shot 27 percent from three. 27.4.4. Okay, sure. Whatever whatever you want to say. Uh, he didn't get to the free throw line. Didn't defend, really. Wait, let's, just, let's just go through his stats. Didn't really rebound. So he averaged... Rose was third on the team in scoring, which is, just tells you how bad this team... <laughs> this team was struggled. <laughs> yeah, struggled offensively. 10.7 points a game. He had one assist a game. 3.6 rebounds a game. And only shot 76% from the free throw line after shooting almost 90, 90 last year. Last year. Um, so, man. Oh, and he shot thirty-three percent from the field. So, man. So. Oh my God. So, uh, he definitely fell on his face. <sighs> yeah. I kind of want to go back and look at um Decky's stats from a senior yeah, year. Yeah, we do compare. need to compare those. Okay, hold on. Um, I'm gonna do that while you. Talk. I'll 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 talk about why, I think Rose fell off. Um. It's really weird because, like I said, he went 6 of, I think it was 11 from 3 against TCU on the road in an exhibition game. Then he comes back from injury. You can say it's the injury, but then he comes back from the injury and he goes like 4 of four of 9 in his first two games back from 3. And then, like, for instance, if you speed it up to the OU game, the OU game, he had some moments too. He hit some threes. Like, he never seemed scared of the moment. That's yeah. my thing with Rose. Like, he was always seemed like he was the same as he was last year, at least externally. But then, I mean, I think internally it just got so far into his head. It was just so tough. By the end of the season, he just was passing up looks. He was driving to the basket but wasn't comfortable driving. Like, his paint game wasn't even the same as last year. No, it was just uh, – this last like, year he was at he, least dynamic whenever he drove. This year yeah. it was always just the same old Euro step. Or pump fake into pump Eurostep fakes. into yeah. block. Yeah, and so, I mean, there's no, there was no explosion to his game. I mean, the shot looked the same, which I'm trying to look at. I was trying to look at what was different, but the shot looked the same to me. And so, I don't know what happened with Rose. So, uh, Dickie Johnson had a very comparable season. Okay, what um, happened? What, what was his junior year? So, stats? junior year, he had 14.5 points mm-hmm. per game. Uh, he had 2.2 assists, four or five rebounds, Just get the and shot 33% from three. Okay, so he was a poor man's rose. Poor man's rose. Very poor man's rose. Yeah. His senior year, he averaged eight points, one assist, two rebounds, shot uh, 24% from three, and shot 32% from the That's field. incredible. That is incredible. That is so comparable. That, that is, is incredible. Awful. North Texas. Oh, my gosh. Mo, if you're listening to this podcast, turn it off. Yeah, turn please. it off right now. Mo, turn it off and go shoot, please. Dude, this is not gonna happen. It's, it's to Mo. No- breaking news: Is North Texas the shooting guard killer? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, just get your one good year and get out. Yeah, please uh, transfer. Please. Just Jesus transfer. Jesus Christ, that's crazy. So yeah, Rose is um the most disappointing player, and um I mean for the record, I did predict it as well before the season but started. But we didn't think. We thought most disappointing would have been like. 14 points a game. Yeah, we listened to it. We said yeah. he scores less than 17 points per game. It's disappointing. He, he scored 10. 10. Yeah. 10, Colin. And it's not for the reason that we predicted. We predicted that teams were going to guard him differently. Yeah, we, we didn't think he him, himself would play 
poorly. We just thought that teams would be actually prepared for him. Yes, and, and Jesus, man, that's weird. He was a non-factor. That's just year. weird. Yeah, you don't see that. You do not see that unless it's Decky Johnson. <laughs> man, that's weird. Well, the good thing is Rose has one more year left. Rose can resurrect. Is that a good it. thing? He can resurrect it. <laughs> I think he will have a better year. I don't think that's saying much, but he can have a better year than this year. There's nothing lower than what he had. So. There is lower. There's Decky Johnson numbers. Which wasn't much lower. <laughs> 24% from three. If someone is shooting under 25% from three. And he averaged four attempts the, a game. That is the most disgusting thing ever. If you don't make one out of every four threes. Colin, I think you can make one out of every four threes. In college? In I, Yes, with the college three-point line. <laughs> if you're wide open. Okay, yeah, yeah. You have a chance, at least. Like, come on. That's insane. All right, we're rambling about this too much. Um, what, the, what the people actually want is our scouting report, Colin. Uh, okay, okay. My scouting report, actually. So we went through this uh, in the very first Before podcast. The year. Yeah. And uh, if you listen to that, if you want to hear us kind of talk about that. Yeah, but anyways, we're going to get a good laugh out yeah, of it. Yeah, we're going to go through player by player. We're not going to go through what he said. We're just going to go through the averages of what they had. Yeah, I predicted averages for every single player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if something's egregiously wrong, then we'll, I guess, look over at... Do you want me to go over the the, the, the three little points that yeah, you Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. if, if it's really wrong or something or... Yeah, okay, we'll do that too. Okay, yeah, so, just uh, the, do the stats first. Okay. Ryan Woolridge was first. So, Ryan Woolridge, I have, you, have him, you had him averaging 13.8 points per game, 5.5 assists, 4.6 rebounds, shooting 33% from three and 58% from the three throw line. That's pretty good. This year, that's pretty good. He averaged so wait thirteen five and five. Yes, basically. Uh, you had he averaged twelve points a game, eleven point seven. Um, he yeah, rounded everything. Yeah, five assists, six rebounds, and shot fifty eight percent from the three or from free throw. From free throw. Oh, and, and like and thirty two percent. Thirty three percent. Man, I am good. <laughs> Look, listen. If y'all listen to this podcast, you're you're doing a great thing. I'm telling you. If you're a North Texas fan. And you listen to this podcast, just know you are getting 100% exactly correct information <laughs> all the time. Like, look, listen to this. I predicted You 13, got everything right except for you, one were a point, you were a point. No, you were a point off with points per game. Sheesh. Come on. Amazing. That is amazing. Anyways, is we'll, we'll go, we'll round go, of applause. We'll, we'll go over his, uh, his scouting stuff that he said. That's so tremendous. on offense, you said improved free throw shooting a tad better and more comfortable from three. Orchestrator, the offense seems more... Seems even more aware. Still ridiculously efficient in the pick and roll. And for defense, you stood still long and agile, resulting in steals, rebounds, and blocks, blah, blah, blah. The instinct has impressed last year. Yeah, just all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go to the next player. That's good. Okay. Damn, that's good. That's That's a round of applause right there. Another one. Clap, Colin. Colin, why aren't you clapping? Clap Clap again. Okay. Sorry. Fired. All right, Mo. Uh, We have... It's interesting. You put 20 minutes a game. Uh, eight point three points per game, forty four percent. Give me that look. Field goal percentage, but you didn't have three point percentage. Read, read me over the line again. Eight point three points, forty four percent field goal percentage, three point two assists in twenty eight, minutes. Three a game. and two. Yes. No, you don't have any rebounds. Oh, two yeah. steals. Just eight and three. Oh, eight and three. All right, eight yeah. and three. And what was the field goal percentage? Uh, forty four percent. In 20 minutes a game. Okay. So Mo averaged 29 minutes a game. Okay, that was wrong. Uh, he shot 40%. Okay. And he averaged 12.6 points per game and 1.9 assists. Not not, not as like, good, but I, not. I, but not I feel like that's a product of what happened throughout the season. Mo, yeah. Mo, Mo was more relied on as a scorer instead of a facilitator. Well, because Duffy went down right. for a month. Ryan was down for a little right, so bit. Right, so his assist numbers are going to drop. He Rose was forced was to out. play a lot more minutes. Rose was in and didn't <laughs> do anything. <laughs> All right, go to the next one. Okay, Jordan Duffy, who was one of our other candidates for most disappointing player, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, so you had him... Seven- why, why didn't that happen, Colin? Actually, feel, read I the feel, stats. Read the stats, okay. and then we'll go over Seven point four points per game. That was one my prediction. It, yeah. All right. Round one, everything. Okay. Seven, uh, seven two, and that's it. And then thirty five percent from three, and eighteen minutes a game. Eighteen minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. Because remember, we were talking about DJ possibly taking some of those minutes. Yeah. Mo taking those minutes. Yeah. Okay. So he averaged this season twenty five minutes a game, or twenty eight minutes a game. Sorry. He shot. He averaged ten point three points per game. And he shot 30% from three. Okay. It's not terrible. No. Ten po- uh, I mean, considering that I had him playing 10 whole less minutes, which is, which is crazy. That's wrong. Yeah. But. 
still. Again, more of a product of what kind of happened. Yeah, it was kind it was. of a product of the season. Why? So why did we kind of predicted that that Duffy wasn't going to take that next step? Um, and we went we went back and listened to that podcast again, but we just I kind of expect didn't expect them to take that next step because his consistency kind of was never there. Right. Personally, yeah. and his shot was never there consistently. Yeah. So like thirty percent is kind of right for me as far as three point percentage goes. Yep. Um. All right. Who we got next? So we have Rose. No. Oh. Jesus. But you didn't put down any stats. Oh, I definitely put it on the site, but we're not gonna go look at the site right now. We'll look at the site. That's later. just. We'll just. We'll take those no stats as what kind of happened. This it's season. a god omen. Right. Yeah, it's an omen. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Okay, Abdul Muhammad didn't play. Um, Maya, man, this is gonna be way wrong. This is not good. So, man. oh, you don't have his stats either. Where are all your stats? They're online. Well, um, now you gotta pull them up. God damn it, you're gonna make me actually. Anyways, but we talked last week about how Maya all right. was possibly yeah, Alante Holston. Because I brought this up in like the third or fourth podcast. And Bruni just came at me hard and said no, that Maya's way better. He'd rather have him. I was right. And you were wrong. Look, but why 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 did Maya not pan out? Like what were we wrong about? What was I wrong about? I feel like his on his inability to hit a three did a lot more to hurt his game than anything. I mean, if he's able to hit a three, people aren't sagging off to to nearly the basket and able to double team Zach so easily. And you know, there's just no spacing when he's on the floor. So they had to play him at the five. When they played him at the four, offensively, North Texas <laughs> was just awful. Yeah. Uh, so it's just really his inability to hit a three. He was two of sixteen. On the season. And the thing is, we talked about it before. His registry, he was shooting all the time. Yeah, I mean, after every game, during practice, it was just threes from the corner. Threes, threes from, from the, the corner, corner. Threes yeah. from the corner. And he wasn't hitting them every time. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he but, was able to hit them. But still, when you work on something that much, I expected Yeah, you, ex- you expect some kind of improvement. And what's crazy to me is, I, I don't remember the stats exactly, but he averaged, he had some nice averages at Arkansas State. Yes, he did. Yeah, it was like 12, right, 12 and 8, I feel like. Let me open Jemiah up first. Okay. Um, Jemiah Simmons. Man, I did these. Look, if you're not a VIP member by now, I don't know what to tell you. I did these full. I did these full scouting reports. All right, here are my projected stats. Okay. Five point five points per game. Five point two rebounds per game. Forty-four percent shooting in eighteen minutes. Okay, so he averaged so five and five. Almost. He averaged four points a game. Four rebounds a game. You have blocks on there? No. Okay. How many blocks do you average? Point three blocks. <laughs> and uh, he shot. How much is that for the season? How many blocks is that? For uh, the <laughs> this is not going to be good. So Pretty for bad. the season, he has. Where are the blocks at? You remember? <laughs> oh no! So Bruni preseason was like, it's going to be the, it's going to be, he's going to be the guy where you see those highlight yeah, blocks. Yeah, the highlight blocks. He had nine blocks all season. Damn. And nine steals all season. Uh, anyways, and then we're uh. Do you have three-point percentage? No. Okay. All I had was minutes, which okay, was Okay, minutes, he had 16.4. So. Close. Not bad at all. I have Rose's stats up. Okay, go to Rose. With Rose. Um, 17.2 points per game. Ooh. 1.9 assists. So two assists, four boards, 37% from three, and 7.7 three-pointers attempted per game. So 17, two, and four. Two assists, four, four boards. Well, unfortunately, there's not attempts per game on here, so that sucks. But uh, he shot two hundred and or one hundred eighty six threes. How many games did he play? Uh, twenty six. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's probably like five and a half. One eighty six divided by twenty six. Yep. One eighty six divided by twenty. Shoot, this is compelling audio. Twenty six, <laughs> seven point one actually. Yeah, there was a lot of one in ten games. <sighs> Well, you think about it, he shot nine threes per game his junior year, which is insane. Yeah. So what? Did, so how many points? So how many points did he average? Uh, he averaged ten point seven points. It's okay. So I was one point one assists. <laughs> Not terribly wrong. Twenty seven percent from three point line. Ten percent wrong on three point percentage. And thirty three percent overall. What were his rebounds? Um, three point six. Okay, not bad. Uh, so yeah, I was six and a half points wrong on his points per game. No one, just, no one could have saw that. That is just no amazing. Could, he he literally dropped his scoring production by half. And he had he had way more open looks this season. 
It's it's amazing. I want to read what I had written down for him. Offense. Still a dead-eye shooter when locked <laughs> in, both shooter. on open and contested shots. This is the truth. The, we went to practice, and this man can't could not miss. He was a, a shooter. Driving the basket is still not his strength. Um, not a creator with the ball, but effect, the effect he has on defense without the ball is crucial for this team. Damn. And then I ripped his defense, which, I mean, sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's Rose. Uh, who, who else do we have next? Uh, JJ didn't play... Mark, we're not even going to talk about him because he... he <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in the next year's yeah. uh, thing. And... DJ? Mike is next. Okay, Mike. So, Mike... Do I have stats on Mike? Yes. All right. So, for Mike, you had seven points per game. Damn. Or six, 6.8, 4.1 rebounds, and 1.5 assists, shooting 34% from three. Mike, this year, had 10.4 points per game. Yeah. See, 1.5 assists, 5.7 rebounds, and shot 36, 37% from three. All right, not bad, not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, the points were pretty off by like three, but again, I think Mike's improvement was something that yeah. needs to be. Mike, Michael's really good for this team, and they're gonna struggle to replace him like consistently. Even though he had to play the four, if he would play the three, it'd be much better. But oh yeah, him at the four is kind of like all right. He made the best out of the situation. All right, next, next. is Zach Simmons. Oh yes. Do I do I have stats up? On yep. Him? So for Zach, okay. you have nine point eight points, six point three rebounds, one point two blocks, and shooting sixty three percent from the field. So 10, 6, and 2. Yep. 2 blocks. Uh, 10 points per game. Mm-hmm. 7 rebounds a game. Okay. And what I don't, was I don't, 2 blocks. Uh, 1 block a game. Damn. I really thought him and Maya were going to be better at protecting the rim. No, you said 1 block a game. Oh, I, I, I predicted yeah, 1? 1 block 2. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then 63% from the field, and he shot 62 Round of applause right that's there. That's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, there, like that that's one. better clapping, Colin. I like it. Good. All right. Um, DJ's in the last one, I believe. Do yep. I have his stats? Yep. There you go. Okay, so for DJ, you had 6.1 points per game, 14 minutes a game, and shooting 39.3% per game. Those aren't bad. That's pretty good, but unfortunately, DJ had to play 40 minutes in a game and had to play a lot of more minutes that he shouldn't have played. <laughs> um, he averaged four points a game, shot... But- 41% from three, and this is not conference, by the way. He shot Overall. 39% in conference, I okay. think. And uh, 19 minutes a game. Okay. Not not terrible. Not no, bad at not all. Bad. That's not, not bad. bad. Um, I mean, you did say DJ played too much in some cases, but then in other cases, I feel like the team could have used him Yeah, no, more. I feel like I, I'm not saying DJ shouldn't have played. Cause it's, that's he, what it sounded like. I, I, I'm just kidding. I, I meant, I, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> No, he, DJ was definitely, I, I want to say he's probably the second best on-ball defender, for guards at least. Him and Mo are tied for me. I like Mo. I think Mo really, on Mo really improved his defense in the second half of the season. But yeah. DJ's always kind of been that guy where I'm like, yeah, he's definitely a good on-ball defender. Um, he's scrappy like we've talked about, and this team needed that. Unfortunately, his three just kind of wasn't there during the conference season. Yeah. And he only hit, it wasn't a I lot. I think it was 16. Yeah, it was like 16. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 16 uh, all-conference season, so... Um, but hey, I would have played him over Rose a lot more than what happened. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Um, there were games, that, yeah, Rose played like 30 minutes a game in conference almost. Like, there's lots of times where I would have wished that, like, like, uh, like in the CBI or in CBI conference <laughs> tournament where Rose was in the corner and missed like seven open threes. Yeah, but <laughs> then you DJ just want... comes in against Western and hits a three right off the bat. Remember yeah. that? I mean, I think DJ should have played, taken Rose's minutes a little bit more. I agree. That's just me, personally. Um, was that the last one? Yeah, it was it. Perfect. Um, yeah, so that was not not terrible predictions from the, me. Hey, the Ryan one was spot on. The Ryan one, I'm going to hang my head on that forever, actually. You're going to, like, frame the Google Doc? That's <laughs> like, exactly like, what print I'm it doing, out. actually. It's actually already printed. All right. Um, I want to talk about improvements for this team moving forward, Colin, because... Do you want to... Do, do we want to talk about what's needed, or... We're talking about everything. Oh, uh, we're at 44 minutes. 44 minutes? Perfect. Plenty of time. I want to talk about first... We should, should we answer the questions we got first? Yes, let's do that. Right, let's can, answer we'll kind of stem off those. All right, again, we always plug on our pod, send us questions. Please. We love questions. Love questions. This is your last chance. This is... These are... Um, I mean, you can still send us questions. We just won't put them on a podcast well maybe depends <laughs> yeah hey if, if you send us enough we'll have bro, a question podcast i'm telling you we're gonna do a mailbag podcast 
probably over football though because people like football more than basketball. Sad. So there you go. Very sad. Um, all right, so we got two of them, Colin. Uh, both regarding this team, obviously, obviously. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> both looking looking to the future because that's all we can do at this point. Uh, that's all North Texas can do at this point is look to the future. So first we have from Noah, how much should we expect to see Wagner product Jalen Jackson next year, and what might his role look like? So, so what are your expectations for Jalen? So we had a podcast talking about how he could be good. After, you know, Ryan leaves. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. defensively, uh, Grant said that he was the best def- defender in the state or something like yeah. that. Um, Along those lines. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what he said. The thing for Jalen is we keep recruiting 5'11 <laughs> guards, and I feel like next year it's not really going to do anything. It's just going to be more of the same. Uh, also, he's a freshman, so yeah, and he's not really a scorer. <clears throat> Him, he's not he's not a mower. He's gonna be able to put up threes. He's yeah. very similar to Ryan, except Ryan's six three, and yeah. has length and athleticism that Jalen's not gonna have coming in. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I don't think I don't think Jalen plays next year. To be honest, I think he redshirts. I no, think. yeah, I definitely, I de- yeah, I guess I should include. I definitely think he redshirts as well. I think he redshirts. Um, for those of y'all who aren't aware. There's a guy, J.J. Murray, on the bench that basically does what Jalen does, except he's three or four years older and redshirt and been the year and been in the system for a year. Yep. And he's going to be really solid next year as a backup uh, guard for this team. Um, yeah, so I think J.J. Murray swallows those mi- minutes uh, pretty easily. So I don't think there's time for Jalen to play. I think Jalen is going to need to spend the year working on his shot becoming a an adequate three-point shooter and i'm talking like better than ryan three-point shooter you can't oh yeah no he, if this team needs a their point guard to be able to hit open threes open threes yes consistently yes so jalen needs to be get to that level uh defensively you know keep working on that obviously get stronger you know that's always the thing with red shirts they always get stronger uh and just learn the system keep learning yep uh but i don't think next year is the time where we'll we'll see jalen uh unless something personally. catastrophic happens. yeah of course if their injuries happen <laughs> Who knows? But uh, I mean, next year you're looking at unless a, Ryan transfers. All right, we're not getting to these uh, <laughs> conspiracy theories that we've seen, so we're not doing this. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you have senior class of Ryan, Rose, DJ. Those are just the guards. I think those are all the, the seniors, actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, probably. JJ is also a senior. I think he's gonna be Richard Junior. Is he Richard Junior? Okay. And yeah, same with Abdul. Um, so yeah, I think those three. So you got three senior guards. And so, obviously, I think you got a Richard, uh, Clam. I can't think Jaylen. of his name. Jalen Jackson. I almost said Jordan Clarkson. Because <laughs> San Antonio Wagner, Jordan Clarkson went to Wagner as well. Only so. if. Shout out San Antonio. All right. Um, next, we have a question from Bobby, who says... I like the way you said that. Bobby. <laughs> All right. Anyways, there seems to be a huge lack of mid-range shooting, which makes the offense either under the basket or out deep. We hesitate from both those distances. What do we need to do to address the lack of jump shooting on this offense? Colin, what do they need to do? Okay, you need to get different players if that's what you want. <laughs> You're not going to be able, in the course of an offseason, just completely change the way players play. Um, Ryan can obviously get more confident from three. Mm-hmm. Rose can obviously hopefully hit threes <laughs> next at, year. At, a, at a respectable clip. At, yeah, at a respectable clip, which is all we're hoping for now. <laughs> 33%. <laughs> please, Rose. Please, please. Rose, yeah. Um but in terms of mid-range shooting, you don't really want mid-range. I mean, obviously, it's it's nice to have in your game. Well, this team couldn't score from anywhere. But yes, right, go but, ahead. I mean, it's it's nice to have in your game. But analytically, it's like you don't want to be just taking a bunch of mid-range shots. Mm-hmm. It's just not efficient. Um, the problem is, it's just is this team can't score. I wouldn't really say that it's a lack yeah. of mid-range shooting. It's a lack of whatever. It's just this team can't score. There's no offensive weapon on this team. And the only way that that can change is if Rose comes back and is just Rose again, or if Mo takes that step up again and kind of takes say, that yeah. that scoring load. Um, but for me, to, for for me to see Mo do that, he's going to have to add something else to his game other than just coming off the screen, okay, hitting a three, and doing a three off the dribble. Because right now, that's all his game. Because he's already shooting like forty percent anyway. Yeah. So um, there's not too much more he can go as far as that route goes. He already hits contested threes pretty well too. So as a shooter. He's pretty much all I can ask for, except maybe, I guess, off the dribble, maybe add a little bit more, maybe add a little more range, who knows. But uh, I think mid-range, from the mid-range perspective, to answer your question, Ryan is a guy who I think can develop his shot from the mid-range and the three a little bit more. 
just to have that in-between game. I want to see Ryan with a floater. Oh, a floater would be terrific. Like, why doesn't Ryan ever... Like, why has a floater not... is okay? Here's the thing about a floater. Colin, yeah, I, Bruni's a master. Colin, at the floater. I only shoot floaters inside the arc. Okay, so here, let me tell you why people don't shoot floaters. Coaches are scared of floaters because it's a low percentage shot for guards. Because you know, you're, when you're shooting a floater, you're shooting it usually over a person that's right. tall. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's you have to have the right amount of touch on it, and you know, it's a tough shot. It is a hard shot. I just think personally, for a guy like Ryan who takes such a beating going to the basket, first of all. Isn't a good free throw shooter. Second of all, I think a I think a floater would be great for him personally. I love floaters. I th- well, yeah, I think a floater. I think floater is more realistic for Ryan than a mid range shot is. I agree, just so, because of his game. But a it, floater, floater range, mid range, uh, floater is obviously closer than a mid range. Right, it's closer, but, but it, it adds it makes it to where <laughs> you're not standing directly under the basket every time Ryan. Yeah, drives. you don't have to get to the basket. Yeah, you're I, able. To... I completely agree. Yeah, I, you don't have to convince me. Everybody needs a floater in their game. I'm Bruni's Bruni's like getting all worked up. I'm smiling. (laughs) Yeah, this is great. I love floaters. Finally, Tony Parker get to talk about floaters (laughs) on this podcast. Yeah, Um, but yeah, so I think that's probably the most realistic thing. Uh, Mo, I can't see getting a mid range. Rose, Rose is not getting mid range. All right, what are you pointing at? Go ahead. Do I feel like is there a player on this team that can play off ball, like come off a screen? Emoji Gibson. Other than Mo. Because he already kind of does that. No. <laughs> Sorry uh, for the lack of lack of talking, there, guys. I, I was literally thinking, I was like, there has to be someone else besides Rose. Rose is the only one that could realistically possibly add it Do to it. his game, and yeah, that's really Duffy's, low. Because Duffy's gone, and Duffy wasn't even great at it. Yeah. And and that's what this Damn. team needs. This team needs an off-ball. Well, the thing is, here's the thing. They're losing three seniors. Yeah. Jalen Jackson is signed. All right, they've offered a couple JUCO guys. Uh, I'm gonna get into the JUCO guys in a bit. Uh, one of them is like six seven ish. Please, North Texas needs please. six seven six please. eight guys. We know this. All right, uh, we don't want to see. Uh, we don't want to see any more six five. We don't want to see Rose playing the four. four. All yeah. right, we don't. We don't need Maya playing or starting at the four. I should say or playing any five minutes. Anyways, the size. We tried playing it off that the size... I'm going to go on a tangent real quick. Go we tried it. playing it off that the size doesn't matter with this team, but the size matters with this team. With this team uh, in basketball, well, okay. size walk matters. It, walk that back. I don't think size mattered. F- when this team is healthy, size obviously matters, but for this team, this team can pull it off without size. Uh-huh. That was really awful. <laughs> Sorry. This team doesn't need size to win games or be yeah. competitive. And I think that's what we were trying to portray this whole season. I don't really say that we were trying to play it off because obviously when you have your tallest forward at 6'5". I'm just... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, when you have your tallest forward at 6'5". When we're playing Mike at the 4, I mean, there's obviously going to be there's some limitations. issues there. You're right, there's limitations. But I feel like this team healthy can be competitive. And that's what I think we were trying to say. I don't really necessarily think that it was like, oh, this team doesn't need size. What size? <laughs> Just play, yeah, play I know. point guards I know, at every I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but like when you don't have an actual four, first of all, and you don't have a backup five that can play, like what what I say actual what minutes, I say when FAU is playing. They have a lot of tall guys. I don't remember. You can't remember. What, what was it? When I saw Xavion Stapleton. <laughs> That, that man, man is a that man, man right there. had everything that North Texas needs. <laughs> right. It's a dynamic player that can drive, shoot off uh, the dribble, six, off a screen, six eight, can rebound, can create his own shot. He that put, man, that man would average would have fifteen. Yeah, easy. You would put Xavion Stapleton on North Texas this year. This team's winning the tournament, and that's not even a question. I don't think. No, I don't think it's, if if, this, if Ryan's not injured. Oh, imagine imagine a pick on. and roll with okay, just him and. Xavier um, Stapleton was really good. So uh, we, we give both me like six Zavion eight Stapleton. JUCO guys, so please. Anyways, yeah, let's, <laughs> I think it's better to take a chance on like six seven six eight guys than it is to take chances on six three guys. Me personally, I definitely agree with that because I I like uh, having taller guys in the front court, and I just think it's such a, it's such a you start every game at a disadvantage when you have yeah a size disadvantage in yeah. basketball because you have to work extra hard to win rebounding. You have to work extra hard on defense. Brittany knows this because he's five foot. Oh, I do know it. I do know it. <laughs> five seven. Um, but it's just you have to put so much more work in to be good consistently when you don't have size yeah. uh, that it's tough. So uh, I really hope that with their two two slots they have left, I think it's two slots they have left, um, they bring in two six seven Jugo guys. Maybe they can have three. 
or if Ju- John's not on this team. All right, we're not gonna we're not gonna call for people's heads here on this podcast, Colin. But whatever spots they have open, I just think six seven guys are needed. I think get I two think, six seven guys. I think they need a. I think they need another center. To be honest, I think they need another seven footer. Or oh, not yeah. another seven footer. A six ten, six eleven, or yeah, because what's Zach six <laughs> nine? So Zach is like six nine, six ten. Yeah, I think you need a guy like that because you we watched Western Kentucky, we watched well, Old the Dominion. Thing, the thing, well, yeah, did you see okay. Old Dominion? Yeah, Old Dominion. You had Aaron Carver. I looked up this man's stats. He averaged like three points a game, Minden. like four rebounds. Yeah. But just, his, just him being a man's man and having size, he's able to disrupt other teams. Then, and, and North Texas doesn't have that. Tope just didn't play physical yeah and he couldn't play Shaquem yeah he could you can't play Shaquem and this team needs a guy like that a guy yeah. that you can just kind of throw in there and, and a bruiser this team yeah. does not have a bruiser well, that's athletic you look at that freaking old dominion team they had carver six five okay six five six five uh elbert robinson in the middle seven one xavier green xavier green who was like six five i think yeah. six uh, something like that they had the backup center was seven foot yeah they had, two, they, they had a seven-one player from LSU. Yeah, Albert Robinson. Yeah, Albert. and they had a seven-foot. T- yeah, uh, Aaron. Then that's the backup. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Elvin, Yeah, whatever. They were tall, and West Kentucky was tall. Uh, Southern Miss was not tall. UTSA was not tall. But see, I feel like that's North Texas's ceiling. When you look at when you look at exactly, them, it's going to be a Southern Miss. UTSA. It's going to be a yeah. a UAB kind of like team and north texas just i just think consist- it's not a, it's not a sustainable ahead. style of basketball they i just agree keep going there's a reason yeah. there's a reason why old dominion went was the most consistent team by far and western yeah. kentucky even though they weren't consistent because they couldn't shoot they were still better than everybody size, else size can cover up a lot of problems it does and it does there's a lot bigger margin for error when you have size and right. i feel like if you had if, if grant goes out and gets two six seven six eight guys a lot of problems are solved yeah tons of this team could possibly be the best team in conference next year it could I mean, you got UTSA who yeah, has talent coming thinking, back, and who else? Uh, I think UAB's Zach Brown was a senior. Southern Miss. Uh, Southern Miss, they lost their two guards. Uh, ODU, seniors Gone. mostly. Uh, Western will probably be fine. Uh, Tavion and whatnot. But, I mean, I'm sure those other guys But that's what I'm saying. I mean, you have a legitimate chance with actual forwards. Yeah. And Abdul will fill that. We haven't even mentioned Abdul yet. Abdul will fill that. Abdul can shoot the ball, first of all. Can he? Yes. He can shoot. I haven't looked at his stats. So I, I'm, I, no, actually, I'm actually I've, asking. Well, he okay. hasn't played. But no, no from, from Juco. Oh, from Juco, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I've watched him in practice. He can shoot pretty well. I want to say he can shoot about, I'm not going to say as well as Mike, but he can shoot, and he has a, he has a decent shot, looking looking shot. Yeah. Um, and, so, and, and the thing with Abdul, too, he's he's athletic. He can finish. Yeah. And can dunk. Yeah. <laughs> How many dunkers are on this team? We always joke that this team can't dunk because you, you, you watch, like, other layup lines, and they're all throwing down, like, windmills and stuff and we're like it's like a treat for me and bruni every time like wow fau would come here or uab we'd just be like oh man he just did a windmill wow <laughs> he did a tomahawk i remember dunk. ryan did that like once in the layup line yeah no but think about ryan he's he gets his head above the rim and he just lays it in <laughs> so yeah um that's what i think for this team uh would be the biggest thing i think if if i'm adding three players to this team let's say you add Jalen Jackson. All right, added already. You have option to add two more players, one JUCO and one freshman. What would they be? I would get a that six eight six seven guy from a JUCO. Yes. that is a scorer. Has to be a scorer. Okay. You need give me a score for score defense. Just go go to the JUCO uh, t- website. <laughs> yeah. Press press points per game. Press that tab and just go recruit. First one. Just go get them. Just no, start. This, keep going down team, the line. This team's a score because. There is no dynamic player on this offense Completely. other than Ryan. Completely. And and even Ryan's limited offensively. Yeah, and we talked about that. Um, but Ryan's the only dynamic player on offense who's unpredictable and can you know do some things. Yeah. But this team needs that six seven six eight guy that can do that too. So offensively, just even six forward. six, even six six. No, I need a six okay, seven six eight guy six, seven, because six, if you get a six six guy, it's just going to be you're going to be playing at center because <laughs> you don't have anything else. Freshman wise. You gotta find that seven footer. I I think you need to. And I, I agree completely. And you I don't care where it's from. You just he just needs to be a big body that. And we're not. I'm not selling my stock on Shaquem. I think Shaquem's gonna be fine. Yeah, no, I think I think Shaquem will but, be fine. But you need Shaquem to me is a more of a power forward, like a traditional power forward, than a center. Okay. And we I I feel like we talked about that in a podcast too. But I want like I want like twelve from WKU. I want an Aaron Carver, just a uh-huh. guy that's athletic, that's built, that's. Physically has all of the the capabilities, but yeah. just needs some 
some technical yeah some technical skills. adjustments yeah. but that can all come as he, he plays i agree so um yeah i'll agree with you on both of those um that's what i in a dream scenario is what i would want man i'm just sorry i'm just six eight score like if we had a xavion stapleton like xavion stapleton averaged i think uh 12 or 13 points per game for fau he was good for them he wasn't great for them um he came off the bench for basically the whole but season if he started he would start for north texas in a heartbeat that's all i'm saying all honestly he's probably behind ryan he's, he'd be the best player on the team so. yeah He'd ever he'd ever, he'd be the most in every st- statistical category other than assists. And for those of y'all who don't know, Xavion Stapleton is uh, go look up Xavion uh, Stapleton FAU highlights. I guess I'm sure there is somewhere. Yeah, Dude, even if you just saw him at the tournament, Duke can play. Dude, it's really good. So we just we're talking about that type of player, and he's a yeah. graduate senior. So we're not saying that he has to step in and be that good right off the bat. I mean, but if you get a graduate senior, I'd be fine with that too. <laughs> you just uh, this team just needs a stopgap to where they're able to kind of. And I hate to say that because I don't mean it in this way when I say it, but like you need to like get rid of some of the six, six two, six three guys. Like, a, like, well, Duffy's gone, right? Duffy's gone. But I'm saying like, like after DJ leaves, uh-huh. you're able to not have a five ten point guard on the roster. Like, I'm not saying DJ's bad, yeah. but I'm saying like this team, if this team wants to be better, it's just when you looked at this roster right now, it's limited in what it can do because not only are they all short, but you don't have. You don't have wings. You don't have athleticism. You have no wings. And it's just a guard-heavy team that has one good big with no wings. Yeah. That's what this team was. Like, if you look at Bruni's scouting report, it said Rose is a wing. Yeah. And Rose is a two. Rose is is completely a two. Yeah. Rose is a two. Um, But, so, yeah, I just think that's – if it's I don't know. It's not going to come next year unless Abdul is really good, which he could be. Abdul could be really good, and we'll see what they get in, in JUCO, in by way of JUCO, because we know Grant McCaslin is a JUCO really. JUCO, yeah. I'm not gonna say JUCO god, but same with Ross. Man, Ross is yeah. Ross is Ross. Ross is their whole the staff. Re- yeah, they're it, really great recruiters. They're JUCO gods. All right. Yeah. Okay. They're he ex- said it. There you <laughs> he go. Said, he said it. They can. They know JUCO. So also, we haven't mentioned Larry Wise. We need to mention. Does Larry, Larry Wise. play next year? <laughs> well, he's obviously not gonna register, but but uh, Larry. Larry's an interesting circumstance because I, kind of like you, I mean, I've said it before, this team team next year is going to be senior heavy as far as those three guards go, DJ, Ryan, and Rose. Mm-hmm. If Rose is at least playable, I think that those three play a lot, a lot of the minutes one through two, one and two, I should say. And that doesn't leave many minutes for Larry. What's, so, your, what's your ideal lineup next year? Starting lineup? Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> It's going to be Ryan, Rose... Oh uh, man, I don't even know. Cause see, this this is me. I'll just I'll just go say ahead. Mine. You like, go ahead. You go ahead. It's like my the lineup that I said at the beginning of the year. I want Rose or I want Ryan playing point guard. Obviously, I of want course. Rose playing two, like he should be. Okay. I want Abdul with the three. I want that six eight guy. Oh, we want six, a seven du- guy what? at the four. Not Jemaya. No, I don't want Maya okay. at the four. Okay, sorry. And I want Zach at the five. And then Mo off the bench as a six Ooh, man. Oh, I forgot about. Okay, no, Mo starting. No, Mo is starting. Okay, Mo is starting. Okay. Mo is starting. Okay. Mo is starting. If, but if but if Rose gets. Gets to 14 points a game. Give me Rose for starting. Rose, Rose, yes. I mean, obviously, if Rose returns to form, then he's starting. But, I mean, Rose right now, I'm starting Mo 100% of the time. Okay, well, I'm you, saying if Rose, we're, we're hoping that Rose isn't like he was this year, okay? But and, even if he's 33%, I'm still taking Mo over him. Okay, that's fair. I that's think fair. Mo is I just feel be like really I feel like team. Mo's game is, he's able to come off the bench easier than a Rose would. Of, of Rose, course. I feel like, has to ride a hot hand. And kind of get going, whereas whereas Mo can come off the bench and be hot. But in this theoretical lineup, in if, this theoretical lineup, this, I'm looking at a Rose that, average, four, that yeah. averages three, 13 points a game and shoots 35 percent from three. Okay, I the three and the four need to be able to shoot though. Then three and the four have to be able to shoot. And I don't, we don't know if Abdul can. We said Abdul. I'm going off what you said. Okay, you said, but you there's said a difference. Shoot. All right, Rose looks good in practice. All right, just because they look good in practice doesn't mean they can actually shoot. All right, so just. Just caution there. I just want to caution everybody. All right, there's, there's I'd still rather have him at the three okay. because he's tall. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's um, that, that's probably it too. That's probably my lap too. I'm really interested to see what they do at recruiting trail. Um, I'm gonna get in on that. This stuff is a too. big off season. This is a <laughs> training like the NBA. I'm no, because it's like 
It oh, is. I just want so much for this team. I, I know you do. And a lot of people do. A lot of people share that same exact sentiment that they thought this year was a missed opportunity. This year was a missed opportunity to people. They thought, you know, 16-1, whatever they were, whatever. Um, to end the season the way they did, they felt like it was a missed opportunity for this team not to at least, you know, have a chance at going to the tournament. Like, that was the dream. Just have a chance. Make it to the championship game. That was the dream for a lot of people. And that seemed attainable for a lot of the season. The way the season ended left a bad taste in a ton, lot of people's mouths. Yeah. So, um, I think a lot of people are panicking. I understand it. I think a lot of people want to see... Why are they panicking? They're panicking because, like I just said, that they're not... That the, the season didn't end the way they wanted to, and they feel like the personnel on this roster is not good enough right now to win to win a championship. So that's but why see, it is a big loss. To me, I don't see that as a panic, though, because players, you'll always recruit more players. Players leave, play, players come in. I feel like a lot of people just don't have trust in like this team. I feel like they just keep thinking back to like Tony Benford and those years. I feel like they just, they just think this team's going to go back to what it was and that it's just not possible. Well, they have to show us... I mean, okay, he already like you see what I'm saying. Made a quarterfinals in the tournament, so that's already, I think, better than what Tony ever did. I think Tony only won. Tony only won one game. Yeah, I want to say Tony won one conference, and it was in his first game. year with yeah. Tony Mitchell. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, Grant's already, I think, surpassed what um, Tony did, uh, but also <laughs> we'll see what Tony does in the NCAA tournament with Yale? LSU against <laughs> Yale. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm picking Yale in that game. Not to get on the side tangent, but that will be very funny if Yale wins that game. I will laugh very hard. Um, but, yeah, so people are, are hesitant about this team still. They still want to see some changes. I think that changes will come. We haven't mentioned it yet. I don't think anybody is, but there's a possibility somebody transfers out. It's college It's college basketball. I don't think anybody will. I don't see anybody doing that. I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't think anybody will because I think the players that – Ryan's already transferred. He's not going to want to transfer again. Oh, yeah. Ryan's not transferring. Rose is. I've seen that out right now. Ryan's not transferring. Rose is about to be. Those are about to be seniors, too. Yeah. Like, they're not going to transfer. I don't know. But I'm talking about younger players. Like, Like I could see, like, a Larry maybe transferring. Yeah. Like, somebody like like that. Somebody that may, may, like, kind of see the writing on the wall and be like, I might not play a lot next year. Yeah. So, but. I don't know. I think I don't think anyone will transfer out. I'm not saying they won't. They could very well. It's college basketball. Who knows? Uh, but hey, that opens up another slot if they do. So, um, we'll Larry see. or a six eight guy? Okay, <laughs> I'm, just all right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We're kidding. not bagging on Larry. We love Larry. I, I'm, all right? not, I'm not. I'm just joking. We love Larry. All I love right. Larry. Larry's um, a great guy. But yeah, those are the improvements. Let us know what your improvements are for this team. What you want to see? If you had two spots to fill with one with the freshman, one with the JUCO, what would they be for this team? Let us know what you think on Twitter. Um, do we have anything else, Colin? I think that was. I think I that's think, it. I think we summarized Outside every plugging, possible improvement for this plugging team. Plugging twenty four seven sports because as as you got from the scouting report, Bruni's always one hundred percent correct. It's very true. And I, I give Bruni a lot of credit because I don't do anything other than this podcast and take pictures. You take Bruni is the number one person to look for go. whenever you do basketball or football or, or football or football for North Texas for North Texas. So uh, subscribe. Yeah. Um, put food on his table. Put food on our table, man, you know? His table. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you, get, yeah. you get him enough food, and then I get, yeah. I get a little I'm bit of food, say, too. I am about to say, you, hey, once I get enough food, you, I got you, Con. Don't worry, man. We're starving uh, out here. <laughs> trying to eat some, like, Skittles, man. All right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Colin, um, I think that's all we had. Um, it's going to be a fun tournament. Uh, NCAA tournament. Sorry, North Texas fans, not to... Not to no CBI tournament yeah. or anything, but NCAA tournament's coming up. I'm very excited for that. Um, follow me on Twitter. I tweet a lot of basketball stuff. Um, spring football starting too. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be great. Uh, we probably will have a spring football pod at after the spring game, which is April 6th. So that is in two weeks. Yes. Okay. I think I know what we're gonna do. This upcoming week, we're going to try to have an, an athlete on. Uh, I'm not sure who yet. We'll try to have a basketball athlete on next week. Uh, two weeks, we'll try to have a football athlete on. And then... Then we'll have the spring football podcast. Then we'll have the spring football podcast. And then I want to make sure my the dates are right on that, though. Yeah, one, two... Okay, yeah, perfect. So, yeah, we'll try to have one, two athletes on the next two weeks. And then we'll have the spring football podcast. And by that time, it will be April 
15th after the spring football podcast. So then we'll probably do a recruiting podcast. I don't know. Yeah. Then uh, hopefully uh, talking... that six, eight guy comes in and we can talk about him. Oh, that's right. Well, we might have an emergency podcast. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we might have, I mean, we'll try to have guests on. Let us know if y'all, there's a guest that you really want on here. Tweet it at us. Yeah, because we really don't want to have like a lull for like six months where we don't. Yeah, have a podcast, yeah, we're so we're gonna keep it fun. We're hey man, we're gonna have Seth on the podcast. Am Seth, I raising? If you're listening, am I raising expectations too high? No, I'm like that expectation is too low. <laughs> I want I want Ren and Seth. Ren and Seth at the Ren same time. Same time. We, we only have one extra mic. Calling. Listen, listen. If Seth if Seth talked about Disney today, anything can Seth happen. Seth talked about Disney. It was so funny because uh, I've been to Disney five times. In my life, I've never been to Disney, Disney World, bro. It's insane. Disney World, bro. <laughs> uh, and somebody asked him, like, "Hey, how was the Disney trip?" He's like, "Oh, it was great. It was unbelievable." <laughs> he always says, "Unbelievable." It was unbelievable. Um, and so I was like, "Oh," um, or somebody asked him what ride he, he enjoyed. He's like, "Oh, there's a new ride, and uh, man, it it goes it goes fast, and you feel the wind in your. I don't remember. He said it's the best ride. I don't know. It's the best ride I've ever been on. I'm like better than the Space Mountain. He's like, oh yeah, that's a that's a classic, but it's better than the Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a terrible coach impersonation. But uh, hell, if you're listening to us at this point, then you get the coach <laughs> Latrell impersonations. But um, yeah, we're gonna try to get a guest on. Seth Latrell, Ren Baker. Can't wait. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud at Bruni's Breakdown Podcast. We have 27 followers now on SoundCloud. Make it 28, please. <laughs> Somebody, oh, please. Um, <laughs> on iTunes Podcasts, uh, you're probably listening to us on one of those two, but follow us on the other one too. So follow us on both of us if you're real. We'd appreciate it. And leave a review. And leave a review on Apple and a rating. We're trying to get all like 10 five stars. Did we go up anymore? Are we still at like... We saw that like four or whatever we were at. I think we were at five. Let's see. What are we at? We are at five still. Okay, make it six. Step leave up. A, leave us a rating. Step please, up. Please. <laughs> um, call to action. Call to action. Hey, man, I have no no shame. Um, what else? Follow us on Twitch, Bruni's Breakdown. Uh, Bruni's underscore breakdown, I should say. Uh, follow Colin on Twitter at CJH Mitch Mitchell. And follow me on Twitter at MattBruni25. Interact with me. I reply to everybody. Um, I appreciate it all. And we're going to get this Mean Green 24-7 going with a lot of recruiting coming up. A lot of recruiting. Football and basketball. Big time. So you want the scoop on who the 6'8 guy that North Texas is getting is? You're going to have to be a My VIP. dream player. You're going to have to be a VIP. <laughs> Colin's dream player. All right? Yeah, we're having him on the podcast. <laughs> Before he's even enrolled, he's coming. Before he's committed illegally. You're like, hey, bro, come I on. I know you signed a letter of intent, but. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to do all that. Um, let us know what else you want to hear on this podcast or what you want us to do or questions you got for us. But other than that, anything else, Colin? Nope. Nope. That is it. And y'all have a great week.